We here at the Canadian Pyrocast love everyone and everything on Earth. But we also believe that everyone and everything should be mocked, lampooned, satired, parodied, and poked on at, because that's a quality. This program is not for children or the easily offended. We trust your judgment. Our backs are sore from sailing all day. Welcome to the Canadian Pyrocast. I'm your host, Captain Beckham Kid. And I'm Gummy Bear. Both recording remotely from different ships. Unable yeah. to connect in the night, unfortunately. It's a sad story, really. Yes, as you might be able to hear, Captain Kidd has a bit of a tickle in his throat. And uh, for the safety dun, dun, of... Dun. It's... Don't... Nobody... Nobody worry. It's probably just the Zika virus. So we're good. <laughs> it's not COVID. No one has anything to worry about. That aside, for the safety of the crew and Gummy Bear, I we are recording separately to maximize safetyness. Also, like meeting up and recording is tricky to coordinate, and it's very difficult <laughs> sometimes. It's true. Your camera is like, you look like a pixel blob, so I, I don't even know what you're trying to convey. Oh, really? Because I thought, like, from, <laughs> from, where from where I'm looking, my camera is, like, a good quality picture, and yours is, like, a bit more grainy. Like, I can see you. I see you distinctly in everything you're doing and moving, which is an upgrade from last time we had to do this remotely. Yeah, we didn't really think about doing the video thing before. Yeah. It's a it's a good thing. This was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm also realizing my mic is a bit uh I should probably move it in a bit here. Because I'm talking really low because of my because of my sick voice. Because <laughs> of my sick throat, so I can't overdo it. I have to try not to. I'm also a little bit energized, you know, as one does when it's late at night and you need a bit of energy, you just drink some coke and you're all good to go. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Sorry, it's also not cocaine. It's Coca-Cola, the drink. <laughs> I can't afford cocaine. Do people drink it? I don't know. I'm just being silly. Seven. So, for <laughs> I actually have a thing for a quick opening here. There's a couple things to bring up here, though, in, in, in the intro before we segue. All right. Uh, cause, and sorry, some, uh, so this would have, this would have made the next, next episode, but it all just kind of came up in the last week as we were, cause we were supposed to record last week and this is still going to come up really late. This is all very late news for January in classic Canadian Pyrocast style. We, we, we're a slow running ship, but we, we lack in speed. We make up for in moderately, slightly better quality. Yeah, we just, we just don't get the news all the way out here in the open ocean. It's kind of an issue. We need to upgrade. We need to maybe move up from a ham radio, get something. Yeah, we need funds for like a really good like internet catching satellite or something. 
Well, that's why we have so many ways for people to give us money is because of how desperate we are for it. <laughs> okay, a couple things as a quick opener. So the first thing is this, okay, way back, actually over a year ago when we roughly went around, I think it was like in the midsummer when we were, it was one of my, like my rant segments, but I was talking about sensitivity and how this YouTuber, Lindsay Ellis, had done this like hour and a half long confessional over here's every sin I've ever confessed and every joke I made that didn't land properly and that was offensive and might have hurt a Fifi. And we good now, yeah. And it was, I, I, I like nothing against her. I think she, no, I think she's a really talented creator. I love a lot of her old content. She, I think she does really good. She's been on YouTube for like over 10 years. She does really good as video essays. But either way, sorry. Anyway, though, she's uh, so she recently, though, got eaten alive by her audience because she just couldn't stay progressive enough, essentially, or she was, or there was something where she was slightly racist in the wrong way. There was a big thing with Ryan oh, Drake in a while. There's, a, there's other videos I can that do a better job at articulating this than me. So go check those out if you're interested because she's, she's really talented and it's really sad, actually, because she's a good creator. I actually stopped, but I just stopped watching her like a year ago. I think of like, she's getting a bit too political for me uh, or too ideal ideologic. And because that was not why I subscribed to her. But then now it's really sad though, because now she's quit YouTube from the dogpiling. But it's also a bit of a tragic tale too, because there was, she participated in dogpiling, like on JK Rowling, so to speak, and stuff like that too. So it's kind of, it's come, she's gone for the other side too. And I'm not saying anyone deserves it. I don't think anyone deserves to be dogpiled. I'm not advocating for anyone that to happen to anybody. I think it's really sucks. Uh, but it's unfortunate and that kind of so i just want to bring that up though because i talked about that about when i was bitching about everybody being too sensitive and not be, be taking things too literally and uh yeah so this is the result of this now this is why we can't have nice things but please go uh, she's leaving her channel up go check out old video old lindsay ellis videos she's not a racist she's actually she's really progressive actually kind of to me is now a bit insufferably insufferably but she's really talented and she made really good movies and she made good points about some old media that was like why it was racially insensitive and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think that's an invalid criticism. Like she makes, she makes really good fucking points and this is just sad. So um, yeah, fuck, fuck people that can, that participate in dogpiling. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't, for, I don't for that. It's okay to disagree with somebody. It's okay to not have the same opinion as somebody. But like humans were made for dogpiling, so sorry. But that was just a bit of that thing. Um, second thing, this one's funny for me actually. So this is about this is really old because time of the year. So twenty twenty one or whatever or whatever year it was, Elon Musk was Times Person of the Year. Everyone's having a little thing and like, oh my god, Elon Musk, and it was people were having a shit fit. <laughs> Not a lot of people, but some people were having a shit fit about him being Man of the Year. I wanted to do my due diligence for society and tell everybody, you don't have to listen to me, but in my opinion, you should calm the fuck down because Time Magazine has always had a high margin of error for naming someone the yearly MVP. And to celebrate that, I've made a list of their best hit list. Hitler, Rich Nixon, oh, Lyndon B. Johnson. Just right out the gate. <laughs> it gets better. Chrysler, the president of Chrysler, the president of General Motors, or sorry, of General Motors, Joseph Stalin. 
leaders from the Middle East, possibly oil barons. I didn't look that far into those ones. <laughs> but um, <laughs> middle Amer- oh, the Middle Americans, Mark Zuckerberg, U.S. scientists, the computer, <laughs> baby boomers, slash the inheritor, or the inheritor silence generation, I think is what it was called. Ronald Reagan, twice. Many Soviet Union leaders. I think almost everyone in the last, most of them in the last more than there was there was Khrushchev and 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 other there was a bunch of them. Like it's they're very like they were all the iconic ones through the Cold War. There's a couple that like quickly went that weren't named it, but all the ones that like sorry Khrushchev. But no, there's there were a lot of Soviet leaders. But again, Stalin's a funny one because he has—he's one of the genocide record people. Oh, Stalin again! Sorry, along with Richard Nixon twice as well. <laughs> uh, George W. Bush twice, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Jeff Bezos, Greta Thunberg, and Vladimir Putin. Awesome. So, and to clarify, I do think Greta Thunberg belongs on that list. So, <laughs> um. <laughs> that aside, though, I have a personal beef with her. I don't like her. I think I don't like being condescended to by a teenager. <laughs> personal <laughs> beef. Plus, I hate trees. Fuck trees. So the main thing with Times uh, NVP um, thematically is that they're always political leaders, mostly U.S. and Russian, but some Chinese and a couple Europeans, billionaires, popes, general things or groups. And Middle Eastern leaders, for some reason, and and that's just kind of it. They never, they've never had like a regular human being, like you know what I mean. So it's just there's there's always a theme. It's not less person of the year, and it's more. It's one of these five oh. things, one of these five elites, are right, is person of the year. Right. So that's all it is. So no one needs, no one should worry about shit. Yeah. It's fucking time. Who cares? It's just amazing. <laughs> Calm down. Exactly. So, say it's like, it's like the, the person, like, they think the person who time selects as person of the year becomes king of all earth for the whole year. And- <laughs> That's who picks it time. <laughs> we trust them. <laughs> our leader. <laughs> I, I had a joke here actually that saying is eventually shit comes out, so it's likely time has a minority report machine, and they just get this person in the spotlight so that they get uber investigated, and it's like blue. <laughs> that aside, though, my point though is that the uh, time has had a large margin of error for their MVP, and usually when enough time goes by, the person ends up being like, these are just like again, there's about twice as many of these ones, but so yeah, they have about a. 30% margin of error, we'll say. So we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see with Elon Musk if he saves us from the apocalypse. Right. And that's all I really had for opening notes. Um, anything gummy bear to go on before we move or take a quick dip? Um, you know what? I just wanted to apologize for our last episode. And that's it. No. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um you know what? I I liked our last episode a lot, but 
I'm, I'm just really sorry about all the gross eating noises. I wasn't a fan of that. <laughs> and I'm sorry we, to have to subject, subject anyone to hearing that. <laughs> we could try to work we could try to work on that too because I'm not the biggest fan of those either. It's well it depends it depends on how good we are. We're getting better with the mic, but it's sound regulation. Yeah. Okay. So I think that, that's a good correction corner. We'll try to have 30% less sound noises coming to you. <laughs> way to New Year with New New Year's resolution. Fifty percent less ums, twenty percent less butts, ten percent more f bombs, thirty percent more insensitivity, twenty percent less caring, and forty percent more press or percent more love. I want to show you the cat. Yeah, <gasps> the kitties. Oh my god, Tippy. <laughs> Tippy, you chubby kitty. I miss you so fucking much. <laughs> oh, Tippy. So we just, just look so sorry. chill. The camera's so inverted. Sorry. It's hard to, to direct it. No, to see, though, but they're so very much the same. Tippy just does her flop thing, where she's like... Blah. <laughs> yeah. And then Stubby's the one that, like, curls up in a cute little softball, and she's, like, super elegant, and she's, like, the very... Stubby's the delicate lady, and Stubby's the honey boo boo's mom. <laughs> just like... <"Blah." laughs> <laughs> I still I love them both though. Okay, well I think we'll segue uh into our episode. Oh yeah, sorry. So I guess here's the contents for our episode if you want to skip any of my any of my bullshit. So we're doing some local waters with gummy bear beyond uh, the coast. Yeah, I didn't really talk about that, but it's you know, it I don't it's I mean it's local waters, but it's also kind of beyond the coast ish because it's like bc but sure um, my stuff well some of mine talks to talks in the local waters too because of the snow that doesn't isn't here anymore but it was relevant when we were going to record a week ago so i don't want to misspeak <laughs> like it might just be like a double segmented i know okay fine, fine. so Difference the contents for, so the contents for this episode is local waters with both of us and then beyond the coast with both of us and then Captain's Kid Kitchen. Sorry, not my kid. Well, it is my baby. The show is my baby. But the with Captain's Kitchen, also with both K of us. Captain's Kid Chin. Kid Chin. Nice. <laughs> I'm going embarrassed. This is why I pay you. This is why I pay you in gold. I don't have a joke. <laughs> I tried. Oh, me saying that I pay you was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. I pass our sword from shoveling all day. So sit down, sit down, sit down. But, uh, Enough of that. I think we uh, have to go now to. We have to travel now, Gunny Bear. Do you know where to? Beyond the coast. <laughs> yes. Beyond the coast. Beyond the coast. <laughs> yes. Do you want to start? <laughs> yes. Do you want to start? Do you want or do you want me to? 
I don't mind. If okay. you want me to start, it's up to you. You can go. It's a it's double the most feature. Canadian, this is the most Canadian conversation of all time. Well, like, no. you go first. No, you, eh? No, you. <laughs> After you. <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> I'm going to give you a timbit and you go first, eh? <laughs> all right. So. Okay, so first thing that's I wanted to go with the late shit for Beyond the Coast. That's not really relevant, but the there's lots of news stories about snow in BC as of two weeks ago, and I don't know. I think it's still the case in some places. Somebody in Finland said that there's still a bunch of snow up there. Um, I don't know. I know obviously know the rest of BC still has snow, but I think it's funny that where we are, it's mostly melted. Yeah. Anyway, though, so I tried to find out how much snow different areas of BC get. And funny thing, there's not great resources for information for that, just for general internet looking. For not for just for um, like overall snow in a year, right? And I imagine that'd be tricky to measure. But it's uh, so what we have for currentresults.com is Comox Valley has an average of 21 inches per year. It's only three feet, which is hilarious. That's so hilarious for me as a former northern bc -er. <laughs> So cute. And I know that people in like deep Ontario have other have their own thing and other in northern Alberta and they all every all of other Canada has all these great stories for snow. But I want to talk about those weenies. Vancouver, 17 inches. <laughs> and then we have northern BC, between 50 and 70 inches per year. <laughs> yeah. Um also, through doing this too, actually talking as a thing about us, because this was pissing me off for the short period we have snow, and it's a thing in the Comox Valley is the winter tires thing, because a lot of people oh, yeah. just try to rock summer tires through the snow, because in situations like this, like, the snow and ice were gone within two weeks. So the yes, mating. Yeah, maybe three weeks, and we'll be we'll be generous and say three weeks, but that's really, like, that's really sketchy, and I was looking into it because I thought about it and I was like, that seems like bullshit though, because that's like a big, because car accidents are on every level of society for like the, for every age of society, the top three things that cause a death, car accidents are involved or vehicular things. And it's just, it's a, just a statistic within society. Yeah. So there's, that's why there's so many laws around that shit, but the, so there is actually a law about winter tires saying that they're legally required between October 1st and April 30th in bc and this is from the government website when the roads are icy so and i think it's interesting because like and where i'm from in northern bc it's much more of a big thing where if anything in northern bc the people that rock try to rock all seasons through winter are are the summer tires people of of northern bc because winter is like six months long up there and it's it's really yeah. dangerous and there's to the point where like even it was funny because i was starting before i moved down here i was starting to get youtube ads like you know what i mean like those those real youtube ads of reaction videos about and it was like a gimmick thing about getting people to fucking skeleton dive or what's what's the thing when you go down the ice tube on on a, on a long little thing on a little sled luge Luging? 
Yes, they got people to luge, and they're like, "Do you know that the grip, scientific, mathematical, escalational grip between scientific or or all season tires and winter tires is this difference?" It's like it's a, you have the amount, or as much control as when you're on a luge, and so they get this person to go on a luge, and they get them to react, and it's all gimmick bullshit. But I'm just talking about that's the point though. We're in that area. Those are the kind of ads that are being played. Is that they're mocking people that rock all season tires? <laughs> These are company YouTube ads. <laughs> Oh, so so my point is that on the island here people that rock summer tires through that short period of time are the equivalent of that where all seasons down here are more justifiable uh but my guess though is that it's never once been enforced in the comox valley because of the short periods of snow yeah probably because like i said all seasons it's not as common of this thing up in up where i'm from but it's still there are a couple of people there but you know what i mean it's more likely that they get fined because it's like a long period of time like six months it's likely that person has that just like a brake light right yeah however uh that being said um so i just thought that was interesting though because for anyone that gets frustrated like that because there's a lot of pedestrians because we live we live in a hit we live on hippie island so there's a shit ton of non-driving traffic right and this is what we think about drivers that don't have safe tires in the winter time. <laughs> so I don't, I don't really agree with that assessment. I, it's a retirement community. It's not a hippie town. You don't see a shitload of people walking around. I'm talking Most about the people drive. In general. I mean the island in general, though, right? Is the island? Yeah, I don't know about community? that either. I don't know if I would say that either, but. I'm being I'm being very I'm being very hyperbolic though, and I'm also saying hippie to be clear too, right? Like I don't I don't mean like it's not like literally Woodstock Island, <laughs> but I guess I mean like when you talk to the rest of BC, there's a general consensus that if there was like a hippie area of BC, it's Vancouver Island. Can we agree on that? So it's probably more accurately the smaller islands. <laughs> Yeah, and no, that's what I mean, and more so from us. And I completely agree with you there, because I I want to do when when I guess COVID is never going away, so I guess we'll never have a summer art festival again. That's kind of unfortunate for <laughs> artists. No, and I guess they'll have to find a new trade. That's unfortunate. <laughs> so <laughs> that's I, I, I'm I'm joking, but that also I do think that sucks because <laughs> I don't think COVID's ever going away. No, it's fine. No, the world's just fucked forever. This is the darkest time, second darkest timeline. No, not the darkest. Anyway, though, sorry, but next thing. Oh yeah, I want to know anyone. Does anyone, any of our listeners, have any opinions of insane drivers in the snow? Comment. Let us know. Tell Gummy Bear what your favorite insane snow driver story. Uh, also, I have here, because talking about Bill C-36 that uh, Bill I was bitching about in the summertime, about the uh, arresting people for uh, suspicion of, or for sus- suspecting of a hate crime, or putting yeah. on probation, again, without, just with suspicion of, the, uh, of this, on accusation. The, um, that's in its second reading, and it's likely to pass, just because oh, it's... Yeah, no, it's likely to pass. It's just because the, the the Canadian government is mostly structured around pushing things, chugging things along. And I think that, yeah, no, the Conservatives are just, they're not doing anything interesting. They're not doing anything that's like worth like, oh, hey, fighting that shit. 
it, it, you know, it is what it is. Because I don't know, it's the whole structural of, of Parliament, though. You know, it's just, it chugs along. It's yes, go along, yes, go along, keep things functioning, working, patch it, don't block, you know. So everything's picked by one person. It's all bullshit. But that aside, just wanted to update on that, though, because I was bitching about that. And there's been no movement on that. I'm waiting for more something more interesting, if anything. Yeah. I do have a good thing to talk about, though, for BC, though, actually. Okay. Actually, because I have to give credit to um, Jorge, jo Jorge Jorn. Sorry. Horgo Jim. So, yeah, yeah. Hoagie, so, Hoagie Jim, so, Hoagie Joe, uh, his social media, I was uh, just skimming through that. And according to him, BC was ranked most energy efficient for the third year in a row. So, suck it, the rest of Canada. <laughs> And I'm sure that has nothing to do with our low population and wide area. <laughs> oh, dear. That being said, good for us. Uh, he had many winter driving safety posts, which I appreciate. It's stupid and overdone. And yeah, people should know better. But if that's how most people die, then yeah, I think it's still right to be like, hey, yeah, he, apparently we still need reminders. People still die that way. <laughs> or the entire, or driving as a concept is flawed. I don't know which one it is. I don't drive, so it's not for me to decide. Uh, the good news, though, that I wanted to talk about is that, so he's, and I, this might, I think, I think, I, I think, no, sorry, fuck me. Ah, I, have to go, I haven't looked at my notes in weeks, sorry. I've been busy with school. In the extra class. So workers now get a minimum of five paid sick days every year. So that'll just be included like in the same way that like vacation pay would be or you're I'm not sure if it's the exact same way of like of the, that it's like you know how we're entitled to vacation. We're entitled to paid vacation. Yeah. And that's why in some industries it just gets added on to your paycheck as extra money. But in other cases, it's actually like you book a day off and then you're just paid for that day as if you were there. And so now what we get uh now BC gets sick to five sick if you're a resident of BC, five paid sick days every year, regardless of your work. Although unless though, there are caveats to this, but workers, all workers are covered by the Employment Standards Act, including part-time getting you know, sorry, part-time too gets its protection, which is good. That is good. And then, yeah, no, it's good for shit. It's good for like, um, oh shit. What's or what I want to think of like independent independent con contractors, you know, like mm -hmm. just and people that and people that can only yeah. do part time that can't do more for whatever reason. Uh, and then he also has, oh yeah, so he also has three COVID paid sick days, and the government will pay for these if an employer does not already have a program set up for that. So that's eight days, three of them just for just for COVID. And yeah. that's and that's to the point where so the five paid sick days, I think, are on the yeah, the five paid sick days are on the employer, I imagine. So this might be an issue for small employers, which isn't like which is a shitty thing, because mm -hmm. I'm sure some small businesses might have issues with that. But at the same time, too, like again, I, you know what I mean? Sick pay is I, I do think that's an important thing. And my hope is that things will be fine with that. And then maybe there could be a way for the government to help if a small business can't totally afford to give all of its employees like paid sick days. Uh, yeah. 
but that aside, though, the fact that the COVID ones are immediately covered by the government if you don't already have a plan. So obviously, like, you know, big companies will have their own thing in place, uh, your corporations and shit. But that way, small businesses are covered for the COVID thing. So nobody has to worry about COVID, which is good, because if the government's going to do bullshit things like make you stop working, then they got to cover that shit because that they're it's, they're the ones stopping you from working because people have to earn. They, people have to pay their bills. We yeah. got to stop the pandemic. That's true. Everyone has to be try to be responsible for that. But people mm-hmm. also have to pay their bills and, you know what I mean, sustain like life so, and feed themselves. So it's it's a complicated thing. But I just think that's where I think that's a step in the right direction. So that's kind of where I'm, you know, so I just wanted to say I think that's a good thing. So I want to give I want to give Horgy Boy some points, some kid points, redeemable nowhere. Uh, this does seem to be more than other provinces too. I want to uh, point out though, um, from what I was finding out, most only have one or two paid sick days, um, and a lot of them have. I think a couple of them have five or six sick days, but they're all unpaid. So like, you can take a sick day and not be fired, but your employer has no obligation to pay you. And I think those were like in Ontario, which makes hmm. sense though. Oh shit! I had to think about the conversion therapy too. Sorry. Yeah. So I did. That's the, yeah. That let's the 10, go. That was, a, that was the one of the attack on. Sorry, I forgot about that. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the conversion therapy thing was fucking interesting, and I got to pull it up here. So my eyes are gonna look weird while I look away for a second. So. I want to clarify. You're so. Still a blob. I'm still a blob. Every now and then the camera will be like normal and then it'll be like and then you're just kind of a blob for most of the time. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, it's okay. I'm, I feel like a blob most of the time, so. I'm so, sorry to hear that. Ah. Being a blob <laughs> is fine. I'm amorphous. It means I'm, I'll, I get the best hugs on earth. You can't take that away from me. <laughs> so, the... Okay, sorry. So the whole thing with conversion therapy, as a lot of people are having shit fits about it, H3 is taking down Jordan Pearson videos because of it, and there's all sorts of YouTube going blah about it, and there's people going blah about it. And we were kind of interested in this because we were thinking like the justification from a lot of conservatives is that conversion therapy isn't what people think it is. And that's, again, so just want to, let's not waste time on that. That's really depends on who you fucking ask. I haven't been paying attention, so I have no idea. Yeah, so like if you actually want a definition of conversion therapy, unfortunately for you, the, so here's the problem. And we'll get into this when I talk about what the actual bill actually says, but the, because the government gives a very broad definition of it. But when you ask somebody, you think about it, like you think here, conversion therapy, you think about, putting a bunch of kids if you put a bunch of kids that are like maybe gay or maybe whatever they don't know what the fuck they are but they're not whatever straight or you know what i mean they go into a camp together and then you get some religious thing up there and be like blah 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 here's why this is sinful blah, blah, blah. you're not this you're that da 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 crap 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 shock th- electric shock shock th- therapy maybe beating starvation kid torture uh or child abuse sorry it's obviously yeah so sorry i'm not trying to be overly crass but that's basically that's what we picture when we hear conversion therapy, right? Essentially, though, so... Because that's happened. 
Yeah, that's happened. I'm not under, I'm not trying to undermine that. That has happened. Like I'm not saying like that. Sorry, I didn't articulate it very well because I was just like I don't know how to say it without sounding like a dry asshole because I'm sick right now. Okay. Uh, but essentially, yeah. So conversion therapy involve obviously we think about involves like like child abuse with kids trying to convince them to make them think that they are one sexuality when they might be another one or convince them otherwise through abusive means sure and so this child the thing with this child uh thing with this bill though this conversion therapy ban bill is that okay. the bill itself is like reasonably laid out and it's actually not even that long so i actually encourage anybody to go look it up okay the problem though is in the very end of it where they define conversion therapy and i want to clarify this too because this bill isn't easy, innately easy to find off google you actually have to type in exactly what the bill is because if you type in conversion therapy ban bill there comes up a bunch of news about it and even some of the news sources don't say what the bill is called but there's a lot of things about that but it won't so fun fun so interesting just thing about google it's a little bit harder to find than it should be for a broad bill like this so it's bill c4 conversion <laughs> therapy ban bill google Sorry. that's again bill c4 no i want to say that bill c4 is what you google if you want to know about the conversion therapy ban that is now federal law and we are all like like we're all bound to Bill C4. Google it. DuckDuckGo it. Bing that shit. Bing it. Bing it. Bing it. <laughs> so, the actual definition of conversion therapy. Okay, so like I said, if read the bill, first part starts, all starts off reasonable is that banning of the advertising, practicing of it, da, 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 can't sell it, can't market it, all these things, right? at the very end here conversion therapy definition of conversion therapy conversion therapy means a practice treatment or service designed to change a person change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual change a person's gender identity to cisgender change a person's gender expression so that it conforms to the sex assigned to them at birth Repress or reduce non-heterosexual attraction or sexual behavior. Repress a person's non-cisgender gender identity. Or repress or reduce a person's gender expression that does not conform to the sex assigned to the person at birth. Now I want to clarify too because they do have a thing here that for greater certainty but it essentially mean it's, it's a meaningless clause hereafter where again so i want to point out that at least in the previous bill c36 that i just mentioned about somebody kind of being put on probation before committing a crime a hate crime they do have a they do have like a clarification there about hate speech is that hate speech is not hate speech just because it offends somebody or hurts somebody's feelings so if i said right I think that gummy bears as an entire race are incredibly cheap. That wouldn't be racist just because it hurts gummy, gummy bears feelings. 
And obviously this isn't true. Gummy Bear always tips really well. She pays her service workers well when she like when they deliver for her and she's in restaurants. Mutual respect to that, the service industry Gummy Bear gives. My point being though that she could not put a, any, she could not uh, accuse me of a hate crime simply because I hurt her feelings. Um, but that being said, in this uh, clause, for greater certainty, this definition does not include a practice, treatment, or service that relates to the exploration or development of an integrated personal identity, such as practice, treatment, or service that relates to a person's gender transition, and that is not based on an assumption that a particular sexual orientation or gender identity or gender expression is to be preferred over another. So basically you can't say that anything is you're not allowed to say anything is better than another thing you're not allowed to question it and that's kind of again the issue with this is that this is where conservatives i think i think of this as a valid criticism and i want to clarify for this too so just a quick video i watched for like a clip notes on this was a conservative Lauren Chen. I haven't seen a lot of her videos. And like I said, I'm reading off the bill's page right now. So the things I just write off, I'm reading directly off the bill page. Um, so because she didn't go that far into it. But I just want to say for, um, I could like, an, I think it was an anecdote that I just had for, I, I had as, as example that I thought was a reasonable point, kind of. But essentially, so she brought up that it's kind of a, so where it gets into a weird thing for an adult, like say if an adult, if a fully grown adult willingly wanted to go to conversion therapy, should it be their right to do so? And so like obviously saying no to this for children would, and now I am back looking at you, Gummy Bear, in your pink glory. So yeah, okay, so somebody, obviously you wouldn't want an adult to force this on a kid, but if an adult, can something adult want to do it, is if that's their prerogative and they want to do that treatment for themselves for whatever reason, maybe they want to. Is that is that their right? Now here's the thing. Now that's the thing. That was her argument for that, and I really see do see both sides to that. Where I'm like, yes, I understand. Because again, for me as a little like kind of a left libertarian, I think that, that you should be able to legally buy heroin and shoot up if you want, because I'd rather have that than illegal drug gangs fighting over that shit in the streets, and. So, but that's just kind of, and that's where I'm, that's where I kind of stand on issues like that. At the same time, though, I do understand why the government would make like a hard ban on that too, for any kind of coercion they're concerned about. Cause again, these, like these, these kind of identity politics thing, these are all Justin really knows cause he likes easy clapter. He likes easy, he likes easy brownie points. He doesn't like to do anything challenging to fix and improve people's lives. He likes the easy things to kind of get like, you know, the, Easy. Oh yeah, you did a good job, Justin. Keep smiling and getting pictures taken. So the bigger issues with this bill, though, that and I, this is where I do have a more firm stance on, at least in my opinion, are the ambiguity of the wording. In when they're saying like to so it is conversion therapy. Sorry, my microphone's almost auto shutting auto shutting down. So it says conversion therapy means a practice treatment, practice treatment or service. And I want to focus on the words practice and treatment because practice is just like an action basically as a noun or sorry, as a verb, it just means like doing a thing. 
So to change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual or change it, their identity to cisgender, what does that exactly mean? And it was left ambiguous on purpose. And for people outside of Canada that don't know, there's a lot of our federal laws that get interpreted on a one-by-one -one case by the Supreme Court when they get intense enough. And so our laws are made to be broad for that interpretation on a case-by-case -case basis which has like flaws of its own. And this is kind of a case though, where I would want this law written out a lot more specifically because with the kind of ambiguity, it kind of comes down to again, a parent's right over their child and I don't have kids. So I just want to say for that upfront. So like, I'm not speaking from a knowledge of one that's reared a child, but it does kind of come down to like, if a kid identifies as a thing and a parent's like, maybe you're not that, or maybe you don't know, or maybe it's going to like, maybe you'll like grow out of it you don't know yet because we know that kids change like change how they feel about things on a regular basis this is a psychological thing that we know about this when they're trying to find their identity right so you want to be encouraging of them but you also want to be just realistic and be like you might change and so is disagreeing with them on a thing like that is that trying to convert them if they want to pursue like something that is not super everyone's still talking about and debating about like hormone therapy at a young like for young children sorry i need to breathe because i'm not breathing so if a child wants to seek that out and a parent is hesitant about that and says maybe don't do that is that converting therapy because you're telling them not to pursue that because it doesn't really clarify that and it doesn't have any kind of clause to do that. And I'm, and that's me. So in here, I want to clarify too. That's me using a straw man argument of that. I was just about steel to say man argument. extremely straw man. So here, um. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I am saying that. So I'm saying that though, as a, it's also, this is a steel man argument for this. I want to clarify too. Sorry. And I, I got that back. I got this backwards because I was breathing all weird. The steel man argument for this though, would be that it's obviously it's going to like, it's going to just prevent anybody from coercing a child into trying to like fit into a mold that that kid's not going to fit into. Right. But there's not, there isn't the specific specificity for kind of, you know what I mean? I just like, I wish it was a bit more specific and I don't think that's an unreasonable ask for a bill like this. That's like a federal bill like this. You know what I mean? Because again, with the ambiguity, is that is this something you really want to leave up to interpretation just based on who's in charge at the time? Because that's kind of why, how it's set up. I just don't, you know, I just don't see how the ambiguity would be abused in this sense by someone in charge. Like, I just don't. How does that? Well, no, I didn't see. I don't mean to be abused. I mean that, like, so again, so, okay, so, and of course, for like a parent misgendering their child, right? Is that child abuse? I, I mean, I don't know. And it's okay not to know because we but don't it's... know because we're still discussing this as a culture, right? Sorry, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm not. Like, I don't know. 
that's what I'm saying though, is that these are still, this is still like a very kind of like, again, like it's not like trans, I'm not saying trans people are new, like they just popped up like a couple years ago. I just mean that these being, these issues being discussed in our culture are a relatively new thing, right? And this is just a sweeping, this is a huge sweeping federal, this is a sweeping federal law. And it's and then people are freaking broad. out about it. Is that, is that what you're trying to say? People are like freaking out about Some it Some people are. And I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not even saying I'm one of them. I'm just kind of saying where like I think I stand on it, but I'm saying I am saying that here's like what it entails. I'm trying to say it like the bill. I'm I'm trying to be unbiased about like what the bill actually. Well, I know I was unbiased about what the bill said because that is exactly what it said. So I just got a little and I'm trying, there of like what. And I'm just trying to give like the two hypotheticals. Like so, the the worst argument for this is that it could be used in that like if maybe your kid is like maybe your kid just is like a weird fucking kid and you know that your kid's always a weird kid and then they say things but then they're like um i don't know so, so i think the fear is that like okay so the like whatever the, the conservative fear is that like you have a kid that like is actually just like says a lot of shit and then one they're overly encouraged by school or something like that because no they say they're like a gender and the school doesn't say no or doesn't say anything and then so the kid just keeps pursuing this and then they're kind of, kind of going to pursue it to the point where they damage their body with hormone therapy and surgery and stuff like that. And I'm not saying I'm not saying I think this I'm saying I think that's what the worst argument for this is. That's what the fear is. You know what I mean? To be clear. Am I clear about that? That That's not my opinion. That's like what I think the worst argument for it is or what the conservative fear is. So I can be clear and not hurt anyone's fucking feelings. And then the best argument for this, though because <laughs> I care so much about your fucking feelings. I think the best argument for this is that, again, it's just going to stop coercion of, of young mind into a thing, into doing a thing. No, oh yeah, here's a, here's a point though. I forgot that. I forgot, totally forgot this point though. It's a bit of a thing. And this is actually, a, this is worth noting in the wording of the bill though. The wording of the bill says nothing about, so it says specifically about not changing somebody's gender to heterosexual or cisgender. It doesn't say anything about doing that the other way around and trying to like, about trying to tell somebody that they're not straight or that they're not like that, right? And I think that's worth clarifying though, because in the UK, they passed a similar law, but they did actually clarify saying that you cannot also tell somebody that they're not straight and you know they, so they included that as well where canada specifically only has like the thing too so essentially it would be like a technicality to try to i don't know like convince somebody they're gay or something like that right and i guess that clause at the very end kind of says like you're not really supposed to do that but that's also kind of a broad that was also very broad and that wasn't as like clear-cut as that previous clause it was like hurting someone's feelings is not the same as this which was very clear, which I appreciated, even though I was like, you can take that out and that'd be a sketchy thing. This is a sketchy thing that is more murky, is all I'm trying to say. At least from that, I think, from an objective perspective. I think objectively it is murky. And that's why people are more, or like conservatives are all like, uh, about it. Do you have any thoughts about any of that, though? Uh, I have a lot of thoughts, um, but like, yeah, I hadn't heard about this, and so I just, uh, my brain cannot put that shit together right now. 
That's totally fine. We'll talk about it maybe another time. But I was, I was only bringing up because again, it is, did come up like last minute. Like really, I was not even planning on talking about yeah. this. This literally like it came up because it finally passed, and it was like again, it was what got me is the whole thing about hearing that Ethan was having a shit fit on H three and like dropping or taking down his video of Jordan Peterson because he said that Jordan Peterson's a transphobe and he's taking it's. I'm not making this up. He did that, and that's what I made know, me like, like okay, well, I just like oh my god, like who cares? Who cares about Ethan? But I don't care about that. But that made something. me want to look. I'm like okay, you well, you if like a bunch of bullshit happening, from this, it wouldn't fucking matter. <laughs> But here's here's what I'm saying though, because I don't pay attention to any of this shit. So I was like, okay, there's a bunch of people commenting on this bill, so I just kind of want to see what's about what it's about. And then when I actually read the thing about how ambiguous it was, I was like, this is more ambiguous than that bill I was bitching about in the summertime. I do kind of care about that because I like clarity. I have clarity in my federal acts. I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm not really going to apologize for that. That I want clarity in my legal bills passed. That being said. Uh, yeah, so that was kind of like, so I'm kind of like, yeah, so you know what I'm seeing? I've seen both sides of this. I'm not trying to be like, oh, both sides are kind of right. Like, I just, you know what I mean? It is what it is. The bill is very ambiguous, and that's kind of its fault, right? So if they, I, maybe people wouldn't be as fighting about it, but they just clarified this shit. Yeah, more, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's kind of on them. It's not my problem. I'm just saying it as it is. Uh, but yeah, so that's what's up with that. And sorry about that. Yeah, I didn't mean for that to take up so much fucking time, but that was just what it came up because it was a bunch of drama and I just wanted to see what was happening. And lo and behold, the bill was actually like, and luckily it was short. We're not going to talk about this again if you don't want to. It was just that, uh, but yeah, because the bill's really short. Check it out. It's a uh, Bill C4 again. Don't forget, Bill C4. Because it's so if You're interested in uh, legal bills being passed. Again, it, it was a little bit harder to find than it should have been, and that annoyed me because. Why don't you want me to read the explicit reading of this bill that just passed in my country, you fucking asshole? That like I, I get pissy, I get pissy about all this shit. But, like I don't trust, I don't trust any of it. I don't trust institutions. <laughs> it's all corrupt. Chill, man. No, man. My new, my new motto again is trust people, don't trust the government. <laughs> No, that's not that. Is that really your new motto? Are you sure? No, that wasn't my new motto. That's what you're going with? No, 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 actually. I think it was assume the best from people, but assume the worst from government. And I don't mean that like as a broad statement, but I mean as... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we should... Because I was thinking about, again, going into the thing about the whole Lindsay Ellis yeah. thing. Take her... Maybe just have the give the best faith her arguments as, as a single person, right? But like a huge governing institution that controls people? Always be critical of your fucking managers. Always be critical of your fucking managers. Excuse me. So assume the worst from your managers, but assume the best from your people, your individuals. That doesn't go for everybody, obviously, but I don't know. I thought it was a, I thought it was a positive way to look. <laughs> so well, maybe the floor is not you. What? Well, we should take a break. I guess we should. And then, uh, and then I'll do my Beyond the Coast, Beyond the Coast. Seems like we're ending on such a seems like we're ending such a downer note. I mean, to be such a good downer with all this. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, I blame the government. If they weren't passing such weird, depressing legislation, this wouldn't be happening. Could be talking about funny snow stories. My weird Reddit experiment, where like there's no liberals on Reddit and it's all NDP people. Yeah. 
I can talk about I can talk about another time. That's not it's not I don't want to take any more time on that shit. That was just a random one off thing. I was like that was kind of a funny thing. <laughs> but break time. I'm singing a song about a break in my head, I'm sorry. The Kit Kat song? No. No, just one I made up, but I'm not Nice. I'm not gonna sing it. Okay, oh, we'll be back. Okay. Okay, bye. I pass our sword from shoveling all day. Welcome back to Beyond the Coast. Part two. Part B. Side B. Gummy bears. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, uh, man. Sorry, um... (laughs) Don't be sorry, gummy bear. Oh, thank you. Okay, so, yeah, my topic is about protests against the coastal gaslink pipeline involving and regarding Wet'suwet'en and Gitsan First Nations. I hope I pronounced that right. I apologize in advance. (laughs) I feel like I should preface, though, what... Well, sorry, the, 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 the asshole in my brain is like, you bigot. <laughs> but you're, you're not, you're not, you're not a bigot. You're not a I'm joking. Because I can't pronounce other languages properly. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's what makes you, it makes you a bigot. <laughs> Get woke, gummy bear. I'm, I'm sorry, this being an asshole though. I'm so sorry. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I just, I, I really feel like I have to say before I like get into it, because I did focus like a lot on fair creek last year and i actually do want to give a quick update kind of at the end about that but now i'm like talking about like a pipeline protest different protest a different protest it's also like oh like oh gummy bears environmental activist i'm definitely not an activist of anything and like i'm not pro or against a pipeline per se but it's kind of you know complicated like oh like am i against logging as a whole do we need wood yes do i think that we need to chop down 800 year old trees no probably not i'm I'm the same i i particularly hate trees but i don't i like old trees but i hate new tree new trees i hate the youth and the reason why I wanted to talk about Fairy Creek back then and why I want to talk about this now is mostly just because of the correlations between the RCMP, actions of the RCMP um, on behalf of corporations, and the un- the fact that it's just underreported as far as I can see. So that is my main reason for talking about both these things. Also, it has been ongoing for a few years now, but... The news that I'm going to be talking about happened right after we recorded episode 13. Was that our last episode? Yeah, it was our last mainline episode. Like our Christmas special. Where like there was no news and then the flooding happened and then this happened. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just so clarify that. <laughs> I know I'm doing a terrible job today. Okay. <laughs> Haven't done a full thing in a while. There's a lot to it. Like leaving out some of like the deeper political stuff the political stuff yeah uh, that's really professional political nuances the because within like the i there's a little bit of it 
that I'm going to talk about, but I'm not going too deep into it. I would like to do a part two, maybe, at some point. Uh, it is it is pretty complicated, and it goes back, like, hundreds of years. <laughs> so, it's a little murky <laughs> and uh, hard to piece all of it together. And we don't have time for that today, even if I had all of that in front of me. We do not have five hours to talk about it, so. (laughs) So, as best as I can, from the beginning, and this is straight from the Coastal Gaslink website, and I thought it would be funny to try to read it, like, you know, like in a sci-fi movie, and there's like an ad for a technology that, you know, is just actually going to doom their Earth. (laughs) But it's so uplifting, like, you know. (laughs) The suicide machine. A pipeline to support the liquefied natural gas industry. Approximately 670 kilometers, the the Coastal Gas Line Pipeline Project will safely deliver natural gas across northern BC. And please, just imagine, like, inspirational music or something. The Shinra Electric Power Company. (laughs) After Coastal Gas Line delivers the natural gas from northeastern BC to the LNG facility in Kitimat, BC. LNG Canada will prepare it for export to global markets by converting the gas to a liquefied state, also known as LNG. Coastal GasLink will not be producing or exporting natural gas or LNG. Our role is to ensure the safe transportation of natural gas. The pipeline will be built to move 2.1 billion cubic feet per day of natural gas gas with the potential for delivery of up to 5 billion cubic feet per day, dependent on the number of compressor and meter facilities constructed. The approved coastal gaslink route was determined by considering indigenous landowner and stakeholder input, the environment, archaeological and cultural values, land use compatibility, safety constructability, and economics. The Shinra Power Company. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so I want to... Uh, wait, what's that? True Believers, look back to episode... Game, late Train Game Reviews, episode 4. Where we reviewed Final Fantasy 7. Excelsior! <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I want to... So wait, I want to... Can I ask a quick question before you go on? Yeah. So is this like a pipeline that goes to China or is this just extracting natural gas, processing it here and then selling the result to selling and selling, exporting the result that we make? Are we, are we processing the gas here? Yeah. Okay. As I said in the, in the website from the excerpt from the company website, it's six, uh, 670 kilometers from Northeastern BC to Kitimat. Okay, no, I want to. I just want to make sure I understood that properly because that's something that my when I was in culinary school. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to waste time with them. But you go, so you you go if unless you want this quick thing. It's like two seconds. Just, but. You started it. You might as well finish it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so my culinary school teacher always complained that we are the only country that sells our best resources to other people for instead of keeping it for ourselves. So he's like, when you get olive oil from Italy. Or cheese from France. Do you think you're getting the best version of that cheese? No, they keep the best for their own citizens, and they sell like their B and C shit to at, overseas. Hmm. And they're complaining about how a lot of our gas will sell directly overseas instead of like 
processing it here, which costs a little bit more in the long, in the short term, but then we can sell it for way more because it's after that. And then we, we get that and we can reap all that benefit. And that being like, and I, I, over the years, I've kind of been like, yeah, they're not wrong about that. That does have more often than not. So I, I, I would like to say that I, I off the bat, I'm a little bit in support of this just because I'm happy that we're at least processing, we're using our own materials and at least the revenue will come directly to Canada, which will be good for our economy. So yeah, like just again, the pipeline is like the surface sort of topic, but the real topic is land sovereignty and the RCMP, blah, blah, blah. Like it's not, it, this isn't like a, I'm anti a pipeline. Like I'm like I wouldn't say that I'm super pro either. It's just like I know that there's like pros and cons, right? So like I, but also like even though we're talking about protests against a pipeline, this actually isn't about the pipeline. What I'm what I'm talking about, or what I'm getting into talking about. So it's super fun. Uh, <laughs> okay, so do you remember way way back in March 2020? Because it's 2035 now yeah 2035 and the news of the big rona was just kind of starting and then 20 days later everything shut down blah 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 you remember 28 days later yeah <laughs> right before the rona you you might remember there was the blockade or multiple blockades on the highway on here on vancouver island and like it was basically all anybody was talking about for like a few days when they blocked the highway do you remember that was that for climate change no no, that was a different thing that happened. Then I don't know this one. You don't remember that? Nope. I uh, I only started I only started paying attention to politics like about a year and a half ago. Well, I mean, it wasn't even like it was just like a event that was happening. You know, people were they could go down the highway, mm. like to Nanaimo from here. Are you talking about just because of snow? No, because they blocked the highway. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Holy, oh man, Jesus! So I was gonna say like everybody was talking about it and i don't just mean on the internet although there was like a lot more on the internet i would just walk to work around and if i walked by someone talking to someone else or groups of people talking they were talking about it it was a little bit of of a phenomenon were you living under a rock (laughs) well what what month is it march oh okay i know why that is okay so in march when um before 2035 I was playing Fallout New Vegas for the first time. I was really sucked into the story there. It's a really good game. I highly recommend Jesus playing Christ. Fallout New Vegas. It was the best Fallout. So yeah, that was it. Was a really good game. That's what I was doing. Yeah, like people we worked with were talking about it. It was crazy. It was almost overwhelming. I was like, I get it. Can there just be another <laughs> conversation? <laughs> but so because it became like this is why everyone was talking about it because the blockade um, was in solidarity with. Wet'suwet'en First Nation against the pipeline, it became really quickly about race instead of about the pipeline and the the land deals and all that there. There's a lot of people, like videos of people harassing the protesters. There were videos of the protesters behaving poorly. And the idea behind the highway blockades was very much intentionally to disrupt society, quote unquote, and bring attention to the cause. Little did they know, society was about to get disrupted anyways because COVID. <laughs> so like they didn't even need to do anything. Yeah. The mysterious virus of unknown origin. So there was a backfiring with their, like, I'm sure we've talked about this, like 90% sure we've talked about this before, that even though your intention is to make people mad and it worked, 
you make them mad in the wrong way and then they're not going to bother learning about what you're protesting anyway and then you're definitely not going to change their mind like and fairy creek as a comparison they got a lot of attention last summer and fall positive attention because they weren't disrupting society they were disrupting the logging company and being peaceful while being subjected to like horrible conduct from the rcmp yeah which is seems to be the swing that people fighting the pipeline now are 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 taking with the exception of the tree spiking with the exception of the what of the tree spiking if that ever happened that did happen it just nobody got hurt but it, it did happen okay well, we, but there's no proof on who did it are we going to argue about this again? Because this is not what this is about. I I was just saying that it was not a perfect movement either. And that, that, I'm not saying that there's a thing to undermine it. I'm saying it because it's my cardinal rule about everything. 5% of everything sucks. Yeah, and there's no, and it, it could have it could have been the loggers themselves who did that. It Yeah, but it also could have been Fairy Creek. It could have been. It could have been. It could have been. But there's no proof either way. So, like, I just don't. It's a non-issue now. <laughs> anyway, because we're not talking about that. No. <laughs> One moment. Uh, so that was like my preface, I guess. You know, and then COVID happened and fast forward sound effect. Bleep bleep. Mm-hmm. On November 19th, 2021, the RCMP raided Coyote Camp on unseated Gitim 10 territory. And I'm so sorry. Removing wet sweat and women from their land at gunpoint on behalf of TC Energy's proposed coastal gas link pipeline. And just a little added context, Giddy Mitten is a clan within the Wet'suwet'en First Nation. So videos released of this incident, and it's the first I saw of all of this new stuff coming up. And it, this video did end up in the news, but it was buried because I saw it more often in personal sharing than in official news, quote-unquote. In the video, you see officers outside of the cabin from the photojournalist and they are completely in like military gear full camo camo helmets armor it's just like it's over the top ridiculous you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and the video states that they had been at the camp for 56 days before that the police come to the door which is closed and say that they are in contempt civil contempt of court but you can't really hear them because the women inside are also speaking through the door and you know so it's kind of muffled they're telling the officers that the officers are trespassing and asks them if they have a warrant and the answer is basically no but they still have the authority to enter because of a court ordered injunction then the RCMP breaks a hole through the door and there's one visible militarily garbed RCMP officer with his gun raised and pointing into the cabin, he asks to see everyone's hands. And even though everyone immediately complies and, and puts their hands up, he doesn't lower his gun at any point. Then they start taking a chance out of the door and yank everybody out and arrest them. The video was taken by a journalist, as I said, who had permission to be there, had informed the police that they were there. But just like Fairy Creek, the journalists at the camp were arrested as well as the illegal observers who were there. So it's like, okay. And then three days later, on November 23, wait, what day? Whatever, if it, whatever days, how many days? It's 20, 19 to 21, is that two days? <laughs> 20, yeah, that's two, 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 21 from 19 to two. <laughs> two days later, I'm sorry. It's two. It's two. 
I can count. Two days later, on November 21st, the son of a hereditary chief from the Gitsan band in New Hazleton, BC. So he he was arrested, and there's a video of this incident as well. And the video shows that you could see in the video, like, eight or nine, I wasn't sure. But apparently there was actually 14 police officers there just to arrest this one guy who was... As far as I could dig up the information on, he was arrested for breaching whatever court injunction for the blockades and dealing with the gas company. Uh, but he hadn't been, he hadn't received any notice and then he had apparently left the injunction zone voluntarily before being arrested. That's not something that I feel like should require 14 armed officers to do if he's going to be arrested. Especially since the crime uh, or whatever were wasn't violent, and in the video they like drag him a bunch and pull him down, and he's just like yelling, yeah, like, "What am I under arrest for?" And if they answered him, can't hear it on the video, so I'm not sure if they even answered him in that moment. Near the end of the video, they have him on his stomach to try and handcuff him, and there's three of the officers fully on top of his body and, you know, screaming like, I can't breathe. And the person filming the video, you she starts freaking out, screaming at them to get off him. You can hear that she's panicking in her voice. Like she's terrified that she's just about to watch these fucking cops kill this guy because there's three people just fully on him, crushing him. And someone else from their group or whatever ran down to try stop it but like i said there's 14 cops there (laughs) so he like didn't get to do anything and this guy who was just like oh in the moment get off of my friend or whatever he ended up being charged with obstruction and then the you know in the video the cops at least stop crushing him and start handcuffing him and then the video is over so some information about this is that after all of that he was released without any charges even being laid, within 20 minutes after arriving to the new Hazleton RCMP station. So all, all of the whole thing was just complete bullshit. <laughs> it was all for nothing. Well, I don't know if this is my brain, just being being what my brain is. Uh, my first thought is, though, that I would like to just undermine what I was talking about and saying that I think it's interesting that we're focusing on we're focusing on the crimes that haven't happened yet, but when it comes, but it seems like we have a lot of issues across Canada where the force that we, tr- that we're supposed to trust, that we try to teach kids to trust, like trust the cops and shit like that. And a lot of cops should. I assume the majority, like majority, the majority of cops are good and the majority of cops are good and they all build the systems. If they didn't, then we would actually be completely, we'd obviously be fucked. So just 5% that sucks. Maybe more than that. I think it's more than that. My point, though, being, though, that there's a focus on for our citizens. We're going to make a bunch, we're going we're gonna to pass some laws to make, to focus on things like trying to regulate the internet and trying to try to accuse you of crimes you haven't yet committed or stop you from committing crimes you're going to commit in the future. But then we have, a, the, again, the institute, like a, 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 a institution that's supposed to uphold these laws 
that citizens can't completely trust. And like, I, I want, I do have questions about the land for you after, but my, my immediate thoughts are that. So just while they're, while they're, while they're dickering around about how progressive Justin is and how pretty his eyes are and how progressive the legislation is, we have these issues with like, in these. How pretty blackface Justin is. Yeah. Right. How, how progressive blackface Justin is. And <laughs> how, how he's made such a she cover out of this economy with the she effort of so, so synergy. Trying to, I'll find more she words to do. But my point though is that, yeah, so again, you have these institutions that we're supposed to already have that aren't functioning as well as they should be. And again, I stand by my thing of 5% of everything will suck. But then the whole point of the RCMP is they're supposed to be about, they're supposed to be hot, like above the, they're supposed to be more responsible than the average citizen, not less especially with that power. So that frustrates me again, one again, I'm talking about this extra bureaucracy that's being passed when they, they, they can't keep the shit that they're already trying to manage, managing well. That's the cutest cat I've ever seen, Gummy Bear. But that doesn't change the fact that the government can't manage what it's already managing and now it's trying to make more stuff to manage. You know what we need? More bay leaf? We need more bay leaf in our politicians. Yeah. And maybe a little, maybe some less Justin. Maybe some less Justin. Just anybody other than Justin. You know what I want to say? Okay, you know what I want to say about Justin before mm-hmm. before I continue? That guy's going to come out with a sex scandal. You think so? You want to bet on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people are waiting on that. I, it's going to happen. I want to I believe that, too. It'll happen. I hope so. Because I want him gone. I And that's <laughs> me being very biased. 100%. But then at the same time, though, I guess by saying that, that means I want somebody to have been sexually abused by him. But I don't really want that. But I just want him out. So that's what it means. So that's what I'm saying. So that's the catch-22 with it. No, I don't even... Oh, it doesn't have to be, like, a sexual, like, abuse thing. I don't know. That thing. You could just be, like, he fucking 100% like... 16-year-old when he was 20. Hires prostitutes or something like you know, like a sex scandal. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean. Oh, prost- no one, no, no one would care about prostitutes. Like... Nobody care. No one would care if he got caught with a prostitute. If anything, it actually helped his credibility. He'd be like, oh shit, he's actually kind of a bad boy. Oh, it's a whole like family thing. You know, he fucks. It wouldn't. It would not help his credibility. Anyway, dude, he actually. I gotta get. I gotta give. Him, I have to give him credit for the election. He did have a human moment. I have to respect actually as a thing. Is that. There was somebody that was like protesting him or something like, oh, fuck you, Justin. Like they're heckling him. They're like, fuck you, Justin, you pussy. And they're just like shit talking. I think then they said something about his wife. Like they said his wife was a slut or something like something really rude about his oh, wife. That's unnecessary. So then he he retorts back saying, shouldn't you be pro- shouldn't you be protesting a hospital or something? <laughs> and like, don't get me wrong. Fun burn. Like sick burn. Actually, I actually respect that. But again, not very becoming of, you know, the leader of a country. But he did apologize after being like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I lost my I lost my cool there. It's because he said something about my wife. That wasn't okay. He's like, if you talk about me, that's fine, but not my wife. And I was like, okay, that was, that was, that was actually human of him. I don't like him, but that was actually him being a fucking human for once. Okay. So, you know what? A, clock, a broken clock is right twice a day. In this case, once. But, you know. So as you were saying. Right. So on my quest for information, again, much like with Fair Creek, some of this information is a second hand. I don't know what else to call it. It's not official. So if I'm wrong about any of this, well, I'm not wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> but I mean, I, I felt like it was useful information that, as you'll see. So this is from a commenter. The protests against the pipeline stem from a wider issue shared between both the Gitsan 
and Wet'suwet'en nations who brought simultaneous title claims to the Supreme Court of Canada. On one hand, the Wet'suwet'en refused the pipeline on the count that it threatens the headwaters of their most culturally significant river alongside other environmental issues, but it is also based within Indigenous peoples being able to exercise the right to free, prior, and informed consent, which has never applied to these conflicts, despite it being in the United Nations Directive on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, and the simple fact that the Gitsan and Wet'suwet'en have always had strict laws of trespass and defined boundaries. They have a legal system that predates Canada and still remains with legal weight within Canadian Supreme Court case law. It is a lot more complicated than a single pipeline as the nations are pushing for a hundred years of redress for all unauthorized activity from Canada, Coastal GasLink only being the latest, and the assertion of the exclusive title to all lands. So another one of the similarities to Fairy Creek is, as we mentioned, I think I mentioned the first time we talked about it, the Pachidat elders approved the logging there even though many of their members were against it and were part of the protest. But this is like a little bit more complicated because it's a much bigger spot of land. So someone asked a question, which I also had, and the question being, didn't they have elected members that approved the pipeline? Which, as you might remember in the website, the Coastal Gas Link website info, it says, you know, it's approved and with all these things into consideration, blah, blah, blah. So the answer someone provided was the elected members are elected to an imposed Indian Act system deliberately created to undermine pre-existing land claims and confine indigenous populations to reserves, freeing up the lands for colonial development. This has been fought consistently by the pre-existing Wet'suwet'en government for over a hundred years. Prior to 1997, it was declared that all Aboriginal title was extinguished by British Columbia without need for a treaty or agreement to legally transfer land to the crown. After 1997, Delga Mukwa decision, <laughs> which was a court case, this was overturned and it was declared the Wet'suwet'en hereditary chiefs had unextinguished and pre-colonial title to the entirety of their claimed territories. As a result of these strong title claims, BC has been pushing the band councils to assert Aboriginal title in place of the hereditary chiefs, funding them for millions of dollars alongside private industries such as coastal gas line and forestry, paying the bands undisclosed amounts in order to sign impact benefit agreements that directly undermine the ongoing title claims. These agreements also include gag orders that the bands must impose on their own membership, a duty which include a duty to issue press releases in concert with the industries, and a duty to engage in all legal proceedings against the hereditary chiefs, irrevocable consent, and many more problematic binding agreements. In the big scheme, it's more like a foreign-funded coup in, the, in progress and backed by armed RCMP forces traumatizing people in submission. I don't blame the bands for wanting more resources, but it literally comes at the cost of everything the hereditary chiefs fought for, including the land itself, which would have been forfeit to begin with, otherwise within Canadian law. So the elected officials are not like really representing the hereditary chiefs like the like the you know and they're 
in cahoots. They're getting paid. And so from what I understand, the Wet'suwet'en have actually issued Coastal GasLink an official like eviction notice, which then led to this new like, everything that happened there with the Wet'suwet'en women being arrested from the cabins and the Gitsan man in that arrest was related to that because of a court injunction against them blocking the roads partially because there's accusations of them not letting people leave which they said is not true like they want people they want those people to leave it's like really remote where they are so it's like oh you left them there um without food and that's why they're being arrested i'm like I said, there's so much into this that I have to apologize. Like, this needs to be, like, for a part two. And I really just wanted to talk about the incidents that happened. And again, it's underreported, so it's hard to put all of it in for together. And I need more time for part two. Where the, they basically, they were all arrested out of that one camp, um, the first video I talked about. Including journalists. Like, it's, you know, it's just concerning. Like, again, same thing as Fairy Creek. So they have um, returned to Coyote Camp and have resumed their activities there. And I would like to touch on that next time because this is just running way too long. That was my first part about it. I hope I did an okay job. (laughs) So I'm very sleepy and tired. But me too. what I'm taking from that is that the government legally gave the land to the indigenous people and I'm I the clan the, the whoever the, yeah, I'm 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 too tired to say it. Forgive me. Please God forgive me. I'm sick. Mm-hmm. And then but sorry, yeah. but so government legally is giving them their land. This is happening now where local government is siding with the business and evicting people is this is this an accurate summary or am i oversimplifying those parts or is that clear cut enough to be said true that's what it seems like okay like i said i'm trying so, to put together more information for next time recolonization <laughs> well i mean those aren't my words. Sorry, I didn't mean, and that's a bit of a dark joke. I'm sorry. I, and that's what I'm saying, where I guess my stance would be in this case, where I, I am in favor of processing resources within Canada, our, our own natural resources, and so exporting them that way to make the most profit for our own economy. However, I want that to happen legally. Yeah. And I, I, I want that to happen legally. And, see, and safely, and, too. Like and not safely. through water. Why is it always through water? Why, why do they always have got to put these fucking pipes around water sources? Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I just find that stupid. Because water is where all the oil is. Can you just not make there. it go around? Like, <laughs> water and oil go don't together know anything. like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> don't you know? Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like I'm, I'm in favor of what the project will bring, but I, I'm, I, 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 you know, you have to follow, you have to follow the law if that's the case. So if it's, it's interesting if it's local law, not listening to um, provincial law. So that'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. 
Yeah. Um, no, I will do a follow up for sure. I just don't have time for like even more stuff because there's so much. Like, just pack up pages and pages. <laughs> and yeah, it's getting late. And we have to do Captain Kitchen, I guess. Yeah, well, no, don't worry about that. So we won't go fully into it also because um, we can, there's one way later than we meant for it to be. Um, I do have a thing we can edit here. So here's what I want to say quickly for quick little shit. What's the segment? Single Bites? Yeah. Single Bites. Captain's Kitchen. So... The so I tried some Bigfoot donuts this month because last month when I saw Jay after I saw Jay after the fact after that we recorded and just to like wish him a Merry Christmas and buy him a, buy a donut. And he told me that he told me he's like he kind of alluded all like mysteriously like we're doing some big stuff like <laughs> he didn't do that <laughs> you know, he, he alluded and I was like okay interesting so like interested oh that's exciting. So, sure shit, go in next week, look at his donuts. And he has some weird, he has some weird donuts up that were, oh, god damn it. So, I don't remember the, okay, so, like, so he had, he had some, like, interesting donuts up. And the the one I distinctly remember was called Battenberg. But, so, my roommate described, told me this the other, the, today, clarified, here's the big news. So, January for his donuts. Apparently, he's doing like a round the world theme. So last week was the UK. So he did like a Battenberg cake, which is like a white and pink cake that has an apricot glaze on it. So his cake donut is white and pink with two different colored doughs and the apricot glaze on it. And then he has a couple other ones that are like my I, I love this one that's like it's like a marzipan. Maraschino, maraschino cherry donut that I don't remember exactly what it was called but my point is I bought these donuts and I made a reaction video to it because I knew they'd be fresh and I knew I wouldn't be able to bring them over to you Gummy Bear because of the COVID isolation thing we had an issue with in my place on my ship so I just I did a reaction video trying tasting the donuts and I recorded that so there's uh, I'll insert that here <laughs> Hello, and good whatever time this is. For me, it's the evening. This is I'm Captain Beckham Kid of the Canadian Pirate Cast, doing a quick bite here for Jay. For oh shit, Jay. I was gonna say Jay's donuts, Bigfoot donuts, because don't have time to do a review like this with Gummy Bear because uh, I got oh we're not gonna be able to record in studio when we do it this month. Why am I explaining this? So I want to give Jay a shout out though because of uh, these donuts are really interesting this month and i actually and i missed december because it was crazy and i didn't really get a break so i wanted to make sure i went and supported them this month especially when he's doing crazy shit like this which i'm super excited for as a quick shout out though to a few weeks ago um i don't remember if this is still in december but he had a hashtag free britney donut that was cream soda flavored with uh, pink sprinkles. And it was, well, on top of being really funny, 
It was actually fucking delicious. I got to say, I don't like cream soda, but this was one of the best donuts I'd ever had. And when I went in, they were almost sold out. So I immediately picked that one because that's always a good indicator when you're in Bigfoot Donuts and uh, there's a, a tray that's almost sold out compared to the other ones. That's the one you want to get because that's always the good one. Or like I wouldn't say good one. They're, they're all good, but like the best one that month. But I just want to say as a cool effect for these ones, the little sprinkles on the cream soda made it gave it actually like a fizzle effect like it wasn't some weird sprinkles they were just typical pink sprinkles but the way he'd use them they gave that little crackle of fizzle effect so that was very fucking well done jay i gotta say that was some creative shit man uh for january though the monthlies are all fancy ass i i don't know i'm gonna have to do a follow-up on follow-up when i can do some research over where these desserts are from but they're all very fancy desserts so the first one is called Eton Mess, which is traditionally an English dessert, consists of strawberries, meringue, and whipped cream. And uh, for this donut here, Jay just has like strawberry frosting with this typical uh, kind of cream splotch in the middle with um, some meringue in here. This is really good. I'd say it's about, uh, it's interesting. It's actually lighter than once he's done in the past. I gotta say, I really like this. It's not, um, it's like the donut's still the same, but the, uh, flavoring of the, the, the strawberry and the cream are very mellow together, uh, which is probably aligned with the, in line with the dessert. And he has little crumbled bits of meringue that are still very good. Even after being in a thing in a bag for all, for all day, because I always had to hike up a mountain to get a lump of paper. That's a that's a good one though for like a light strawberry, I'd say. The next one I want to bring up is called the Bakewell tart. These this one, holy shit! I am so excited for this one. This is also I actually don't know where this bake with pastry is from, but it's um, basically kind of like the Bakewell tart is a dessert that has almond paste in it with kind of maraschino cherries. And I don't know what they would have used. Um, or it says here raspberry or raspberries, or I guess it'd be red, red berry jams along with the um, almond paste, which is marzipan. If you German like, me i'm not really i'm not really german but haha <laughs> just the blood so <laughs> but it's uh really one of my favorite desserts of all time incredibly rich though so can only be had in small doses and then garnishing that too jay has like a little actual looks like an almond paste tart here as a garnish in the center of each one and this is actually one of the bit more interesting garnishes so it's actually like a little jam tart with a little bit of almond paste, teensiest amount, with just like a pastry crust on top, some, ooh, it's like sliced almonds, and uh, actual like sliced toasted almonds, and uh, jam. I can't tell what type of jam it is. It might be raspberry. Now for the actual donut. Shit, I can't actually tell, but he might have actually... He might have actually used like maraschino cherry. It tastes like fucking maraschino cherry. 
I have no idea how he did that because this just has like the white glaze over top of it with which I assume is like a little bit of an almond glaze and then maybe some almond extract or something. But then they have these nice like ripple drizzles on here that make it look beautiful. Uh, and that's the it tastes like cherry. So I, I think I think fucking Jay put cherry in the shit. This is so goddamn good. Well done, man. Holy crap, Jay. Uh, but the next one, the last one, and this is the uh, one of the most interesting ones um, visual-wise. Oh, shit, I'll take a picture of the other half before I eat it. But this is, uh, the last one, is called a Battenberg cake, or a Battenberg donut. This is a light sponge cake that's covered with, uh, it's covered in jam, and then has like a, I can't tell what type of, Oh, it looks like ground almonds, like more, um, like, yeah, marzipan on the outside. Shit, he's, like, really going on the marzipan and berries this month. But, sorry, anyway, back to the Battenberg, though. The most interesting about it, though, is that they're done, like, it looks like on uh, Google here, pictures of a square log. Sorry, rectangle log with white and pink squares in it. So a 4 by 4 white and pink square thing. Uh, and the, to Jay's credit, which is fucking dope for this, though, he has, um, it's pink on the bottom and white on the top on the inside of the cake donut, which visually looks fucking great. Uh, his garnish here is a melted candy at this point, but it's also a pink and white candy. I don't even know what that is. I don't think that's fondant. I can't tell what that is. He has these, this candy. I'll have to come back to that. I have no idea what this candy is. It's The consistency is weird. It might be fondant. I can't tell. I don't think it is. No, it tastes too berry-like to be fondant. I have no idea. It's some weird gummy cake thing. It's just a, some... Uh, sorry, I'm just so... I have no idea what I just ate right now. Sorry, I'm just enamored. For the actual donut, though. Just the, uh, yeah, the pink and white donut with some glaze on it. Hmm. It might be apricot. I think this is an apricot glaze. And uh, again, reading online here, it says that this uh, sponge cake is made with apricot, 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 fuck me, apricot preserves. So that's probably, it's. this is more than likely an apricot, apricot glaze. I don't especially recognize the flavor, but I'm also, I don't think I've had an apricot in over 10 years. I think the only time I had an apricot was in culinary school when they made us try every single fruit on earth just for experience. But there you have it, everybody, the monthly donuts. Um, please check them out. These are all fucking killer this month. He got really creative. So holy shit, kudos to Jay, man, because uh, like, holy shit, this is like really creative shit way out of the park. And uh, please go support this because this is like some of the most creative shit I've seen him do in like a year. So like, go, please go buy these donuts and the same thing with the again special donuts jay's been killing it lately and i'm sad i missed in december but he's fucking i don't know what happened man he's got a fuck ton of cool experience inspiration for shit so keep it up keep it up brother go support bigfoot donuts <laughs> and that'll just be something we have to live with but the big news aside from those delicious fucking donuts that you can no longer, you can't even get them anymore because now the new week is like, I think, I think my roommate said Korea, but I might be wrong. 
I think it was like an Asian country. <laughs> I was wrong. It was Thailand, not Korea. But the so the um but the big news is that so Bigfoot Donuts has purchased the grotto and they're renovating that motherfucker and they're gonna make oh, a big dude. motherfucking donut shop, bitches. I'm so Please, and check out their nice space. Check out their fucking Instagram. They're going through it right now. The story I didn't get to finish the story before the podcast, and I want to hopefully finish it before midnight. But they're basically renovating it. I think this. I don't know. I don't know how Instagram works because I'm socially inept. But I know that well, the uh, kitchen is the same. The kitchen is the same for both sides. Oh yeah, but they have to like. But I'm not talking about the video. The story video might disappear. But basically, check it out if you can't go be bear because the uh, holy shit, there. Um, it's like she. It's like it was shitty. Like they got left such a fucking mess. They have a bunch of equipment they have to get rid of, and there goes fries inside the walls. It's like really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like oh, check it out, check out the fries inside the walls. Oh, Everyone check out it's the old ass. It was an old ass. It's been there for a long time. So. Yeah, see if you can check out. Not that I want to help look at that by the time this gets up. But look at the watch. Well, check out the Instagram for Bigfoot Donuts if you can. They have some cool stuff going on. Uh, Jay's wife is really on that shit. She's good at photography and social media and crap. So they're uh, yeah, God support that business and. We'll try to do that. Maybe if we're lucky, we'll get to try some more donuts and comment, take a picture of it later in the month. But they, uh, he's killing it with like the original ideas. Because last month too, I don't remember, but I think his December donut was also killing it. So like, Jay's been like doing really good lately with like creative shit. He's been killing that shit like Buffy killing vampires, brah. He's taking that <laughs> shit down. Cha cha cha. <laughs> Gonna be very comfy to watch guys. Buffy's pretty cool. Uh, is there anything else to finish on Gummy Bear? You're welcome. Oh, okay. You're welcome too. <laughs> I, 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 I did have a quick little COVID thing I want to say because I know we don't talk about COVID and I just want to soapbox for like two minutes just as a thing. This is a personal thing. I'm not going to do it. Nope. Can I? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, no, this is just because this has been a thing with me. I think I recently I recently had a breakdown where I'm just like, not a full breakdown, but I was just like, I'm just done with COVID. I'm done with COVID. I refuse to acknowledge that it exists anymore. If I pretend it doesn't exist, maybe it doesn't exist anymore. I'll put my head in the sand. No, but in all seriousness, though, I'm, it's the COVID divide is really bugging me between the whole vax and anti-vax. And I'm, I don't want to be like, just totally throw my hands up and be like, oh, I don't have a side, like I'm pro-vaccine. And like and stuff like that for those that for those that need it and shit like that. And if you don't if you don't need it and want to feel secure, that's also fine. Like, you know, whatever your stance is, that's fine. I think that it should be your right to choose what you do with that, right? Uh, with the exception of the some things like medical fields and crap like that, where it's more of a they have more control over that and that just feels like, yeah, that just feels like it comes to the territory. I don't I I can't argue against that. Yeah. But what's really bugging me with the divide between the vax and the unvax, especially I guess in countries like Canada and the US, is that the largest amount of unvaxed people on earth are in third world countries. And that's because Pfizer and Moderna and these big pharmaceutical companies won't release the patents 
for the formula to make it. And the ones that have kind, I think there was, I think Johnson Johnson might've given up theirs. I don't remember exactly the details exactly, but it was like, it's giving, it's the equivalent of giving somebody the recipe to Coca-Cola, but not the equipment or the means to make it. So there's, there's, it's a larger issue. Getting, yeah. So there it's like, it's a larger, there's a larger issue. My point is that there's larger issues with getting the, um, vaccine around the world and the the, the the thing of the the virus will keep morphing as long as like a large as long as it has enough people in the world to spread and as much as we're pointing the finger in our own countries the truth is there's it's just a large other portion there's a much larger portion of the world that's unable to and i'm not trying to be like i'm not trying to be like fucking one of those obnoxious actors like soapboxing on the oscars i'm just stating an actual fact because my point is that <laughs> well, we're pointing the fingers at each other. I think we should be pointing the fingers at the at the large pharmaceutical companies not unre not releasing these patents for these um, companies. I'm sorry, we're not releasing these patents for so that um, we can make generic versions of the vaccine or the booster or whatever, and have it be just more accessible for more people. I my my argument for this is that these are first off these are billion dollar companies and if we can agree that this is a really once in a century pandemic i feel like it wouldn't be the worst thing to ask them to take one for the team they'll still be billion dollar companies and we can deal with this pandemic sooner i think like i think if you don't i think that if the governments don't put pressure on these companies to release these patents and kind of try to figure out a way to get this out this out in a more mainstream way I think that would first off it would increase their credibility because they're not making a profit from it it's just like no we just need to you know what the most important thing right now is to get everything back on track as soon as we can so we're just gonna take this one we'll be fine let everybody get faxed uh, or let everyone get as, as much as we want we'll try to, and we'll try you know we'll even like write off some we'll get some write-off resources and try to donate some shit to the third world and to other countries to try to get more out and wouldn't that add credibility to the vaccine like okay well they're not doing it for profit anymore yeah they're getting tax breaks and that's its own thing but at least now they are like you know it's not solely focused on profit but i feel like if you don't yeah. i feel like if you don't fight for that and don't f point your finger at the companies and ask why they're still trying to make the most amount of money off this vaccine then you're either saying that okay so my question is i guess my philosophical we're question talk about food. no sorry this is the this is the, this is the last this is my last sorry this is it my philosophical question for this is that is the most important thing to get every as many people as possible vaccinated or is it not or is, is that not more important than making sure the drug companies get every cent that they think they're entitled to or that they are rightfully entitled to by the system that's set up but again in this case what's more important every cent that they're entitled to or actually getting as many people as possible vaccinated and yeah. this going as a point to that science swings in both directions is that lumbotomies and eugenics were both popular things that were like these are the future this is what we're going to do and on the flip side of that stem cells and wheat for cancer were repressed like these are the worst and they turn out to be fine and they're really good now so science goes both both ways with this shit, but I'm just kind of saying like we need to be pointing fingers at the at the at a different thing other than each other, and that's I guess what I want to end on because, yeah.
I just, I, I'm just tired of it because it was the protest. It was the protesters in town too, because like the anti-vax protesters were back at the square and shit mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, I'm not mad. It's their right to do that and stuff like that. But again, I'm just like, we're pointing our fingers at the wrong people. Like we're, we're, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're doing it at each other, and we should be doing it at the fucking corporations that are trying to profit as much as possible. Oh, yeah, no, I've been saying that for years. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, I'm not again anti-corporation. They invented the vaccine, and that's a good thing. But again, you're telling me they can't take one fucking hit for the team in this once in a century pandemic? Like, eat shit. But that's what I want <laughs> to end on because, I, again, I'm all for love, and we Take should love police. each other. Fuck corporations. They, they same, benefit. Same they, they benefit. They benefit. Things. <laughs> they, they benefit. They, I, apparently, they just them. work together. So, like, whatever. They're, they, they, we benefit from them, but they need to be held accountable. And I think that this is a reasonable account amount mm-hmm. of bullshit. So, yeah, that's all I want to say, though. And just love each other as much as you can. Don't be afraid. Be aware. Any other things, maybe gummy bear? Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. As a final kid advice, if you're the kind of person that would leave your dog shit on the sidewalk when you're walking your dog and not pick it up, you are bigger than that piece you left. Have a good night. So sit down, sit down, sit down. In a couple of fights, you were nearly blinded. Yelling out the way it won't do much good. Thanks again to anyone who listened to our podcast. We appreciate your attention. Please reach out to us on our Canadian PirateCast email, Facebook, and Instagram pages. Like, sub, share. You know the drill. We love it when people reach out with comments or feedback. We also have personal social media accounts if you want another meaningless Facebook friend or a silly Instagram account to follow. Be good to yourself. Take care of each other. Bye. Bye.